Good morning. It's April 27th. It is a cloudy morning in New York. There may be showers lurking. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The New York Knicks, to the delight of their chesty, yet beaten down, yet chesty fan base, advanced beyond the first round of the NBA playoffs for the first time in 10 years last night, bumping off the Cleveland Cavaliers and advancing to a matchup with the Miami Heat, who finished shocking the winningest team in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks, by closing out a four-games-to-one upset series win of their own. It's been more than two decades since the Heat and the Knicks were engaged in one of the most unappealing marquee rivalries in the history of sports, two teams that packaged a lack of offensive ability as a commitment to defensive toughness, beating up on each other year after year, while some actually good team would then go on to win the championship. This time around, though, the Knicks are charmingly feisty, and New York City's unearned self-regard about the importance of Madison Square Garden in the basketball universe should provide a wonderful stage for the absurd playoff heroism of Miami's Jimmy Butler. So this could, against generations of precedent, be fun to watch. Three weeks after crime-hungry national media were inflamed by the story of a former San Francisco fire commissioner being savagely beaten by a homeless person with a metal rod. Police reports and surveillance video obtained by defense lawyers appear to document the former fire commissioner repeatedly attacking homeless people on the street with bear mace. The New York Post, which pretends to be a tabloid newspaper, but is really just a cheap vessel for the political agenda of its owner, Rupert Murdoch, refused to do the proper tabloid thing and show its readers the frankly shocking and sensational footage of an unprovoked bear mace attack, because that would contradict the Post's script about the dangers of homeless people and the bottom-up chaos allegedly plaguing liberal big cities. Joe Manchin joined Senate Republicans in a vote to repeal Biden administration pollution limits on heavy trucks. A 50 to 49 Senate vote made possible because the filibuster doesn't apply to the Congressional Review Act, and because Senator Dianne Feinstein of California remains unable to participate in what should be the Democrat Senate majority, thanks to a combination of shingles and her long-running dementia. House Republicans passed a budget proposal demanding a series of heavy cuts to federal spending in exchange for raising the debt ceiling, a deliberately unacceptable offer to the Biden administration and the Senate, designed to move the country closer to default on the debt. The Walt Disney Company sued Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on the grounds that DeSantis's long-running executive and legislative crusade explicitly and sometimes exclusively targeting Walt Disney in open retaliation for Walt Disney's criticism of DeSantis's policies is a targeted campaign of government retaliation. This should be a test of DeSantis's theory, derived from larger Donald Trump-era doctrine, that it's not illegal if you brag about exactly what you're doing. The New York Times front-page story about the struggle between DeSantis and Disney contains a truly remarkable quote, Where are we headed here now that, if you express disagreement in this country, the government is now going to punish you? A question voiced by former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who plunged thousands of residents of Fort Lee, New Jersey, into a deliberate man-made traffic jam over the course of days in a feat of collective punishment because their mayor had declined to endorse his re-election. And inside the paper on A10, the Times reports that Norway and Sweden are in a border dispute about a wayward Swedish rocket that came down 25 miles off target in mountains belonging to Norway. Such a landing was a very serious incident that can cause serious damage, the Norwegian Foreign Ministry said in a statement. The public broadcaster NRK reported. The ministry called the episode a border violation, 
and accused Swedish authorities of failing to follow the proper protocol and formally report it to Norway. Until it is resolved, the eyes of the world will be on that tense border situation. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. Watch out for erratic flying objects, and we will talk again tomorrow.